The interesting、um, thing, really, about the berries is they, they're very high in something called anthocyanins, and anthocyanins are these naturally occurring plant pigments that give fruit and vegetables their purple, blue, and red colors. And Haskat berries contain, I'd say, at least four times more anthocyanins than, than blueberries. And these comparisons are incredibly difficult,、um, and I, I actually don't really like the comparisons, but they are important to help people understand because there are so many. You know, when when you make when you look at them.、Um, You, you know, different cultivars have got different levels. Depends where they're grown. It depends on the climate. It depends on the so many factors. But we've actually done some some work in Nova Scotia comparing Nova Scotian blueberries and and berries from our farm.、Um, also, you've got to be very careful when you compare fresh weight and dry weight. You know, people. You know, but so I feel very confident that we can say that we have at, you know, at least four times more anthocyanins than blueberries, and that's because of this amazing color that the berries have. Hello, and welcome to the Natural Healthcare Network podcast. My name is Deb McLeod, and I really appreciate your sitting in and listening in. Today, I have Evie Kemp joining me. She and her husband Simon started a company called Haskapa. Evie and Simon have an absolutely terrific story to share about a berry that packs an amazing nutritional punch. You'll also hear a little bit about Evie and Simon's journey to start this business. So I hope you enjoy listening to Evie share their story as much as I did. Thank you so much for joining me today, Evie. It is wonderful to have you on my show to talk about Haskapa, the Haskap berry, and various other things. We'll talk about your journey of how you decided to start this company and how you decided to, or why you decided to promote this amazing berry. I can see why you have when you really get into and looking up and finding the research on it. But I just think it'd be great for us to talk about that today. Is is that all right? Absolutely, and thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure. So, can you tell me a little bit about your journey and your background? Because you're not just a, a business owner, but you're also a doctor. You're a practicing doctor. So, could you just go into a little bit of history about yourself and your journey into starting this company? Sure, absolutely. So I am an occupational health physician. I'm a consultant in occupational medicine, and occupational medicine is a very small, little-known medical specialty, which is all about how your health affects your work and how your work affects your health. And、um, I spent most of my career working at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford, and with my wonderful nurse manager Patricia Poole, we built up the Centre for Occupational Health and Wellbeing at the hospital. And I, I, I haven't been working there for the last sort of year or two, but I'll come on to that in in a little bit. But that was the main part of my career. So as well as、um, occupational medicine, the centre was very interested in in all aspects of the health and wellbeing of all the staff in the hospital. And we did a lot of health promotion work, looking at the diet, what food was available, stress management, exercise,、um, weight management, menopause support, all sorts, all sorts of things. And I, over the years, ended up having a special interest in the health and well-being of. Doctors,、um, and a lot of my patients were doctors, and I give a lot of talks and run workshops for doctors on our health and well-being. But that, that's a whole whole nother subject. Yeah,、uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> looking forward to that one too. Yeah, and, and and gradually, I've also become very interested. 
interested in in lifestyle medicine, which is which is really all about how our lifestyles um, affect affect our bodies and our journey through life. And the you know the World Health Organization now has stated that you know sixty percent of non non communicable non infectious diseases are related to our lifestyle. So the idea of preventing these diseases and helping people to um, you know to prevent sometimes to treat and sometimes even to reduce or you know reduce the the, the the problems or the symptoms of those diseases with lifestyle is very exciting to me and more recently I've actually um, started teaching medical students about their health and well-being and, and running a lifestyle medicine program as well so all of this was sort of happily sort of continuing in, in the background when my husband Simon and I ended up going on holiday to Nova Scotia, actually almost right. by accident, and falling right. in falling in love with Nova Scotia. And, and I promise you, I'm not being paid by the Nova Scotia Marketing Board, but it is, <laughs> it is a fantastic place. It's very beautiful. Uh, it's about the size of England and Wales with about less than a million people, a very friendly people, very beautiful, wonderful, um, fantastic music, fantastic walking, kayaking, that sort of thing. And we went back... Uh, we went there with our family. We went back a couple of times. And Simon, at that point, had been working in um, the, the timber industry, and he'd been very involved in the environmental side of the timber industry. He just finished uh, a reforestation project in Ghana, and he really wanted to get his hands on an area of woodland to manage properly. Woodland is incredibly expensive in the UK and we saw that woodland in Nova Scotia was really very cheap and the way you buy woodland is you buy an old farm. So we bought ah. an old farm that was 80% woodland and 20% farmland. He wanted to manage the woodland you know, appropriately, appropriately. Um, and, uh, but it takes you know, 15, 20 years to get money out of appropriately managed woodland. And he was also very interested in agroforestry ideas. So we thought we've got this beautiful untouched farmland as well. What can we do with it? And with somebody we knew there, we basically just started searching for things we might be able to grow. And we came across this extraordinary berry, the Haskat berry. And that was the beginning of our, of our journey into, and, and this little berry has just taken over our lives. It's been quite, quite extraordinary. Um, shall I carry on or would you want to ask? Some yeah, more? No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm just thinking, I can see why it did enchant you. Keep going, keep going. Well, let me just tell you a bit, of, a little bit of basics about the berry. So um, it's an edible blue honeysuckle. It grows in all the cold forest, the boreal forest areas in the northern hemisphere. And it's thought to have originated in Siberia and been carried by birds to Hokkaido, the northern Japanese island, where it was known and loved by the indigenous Ainu people of that area. And Haskap is an Ainu word, which means many things on the end of the branch and the Ainu and other um, indigenous people of that area used it in traditional medicine and they knew it as the, as, as the elixir of life or the berry of long life and good eyesight so it, it's a lovely term the elixir the elixir of life um, and the the berry is unusual it looks like an elongated blueberry it's actually a double purple berry with a purpley blue uh, skin um, on the outside um, and wrapped in a, in a, so it's two berries wrapped in an outer skin uh, with a 
a crimson flesh. And the big difference, if you think about blueberries, blueberries are blue on the outside and they're greeny white on in the middle. But our yeah. berry is just this extraordinary, this power of purple, this, you know, the the the, the blue and the the red make up this fantastic purple color. Um, and, and that's why it's so special. It's also got an extraordinarily nice taste and not all super berries have a lovely taste. So it's got this sort of sweet and tangy, sweet and tangy um, flavor to it. And well, we, we started, um, really, we were the first people who bought um, berry, this berry to Nova Scotia, uh, it does actually grow wild in, in all um, the provinces of Canada, but the wild berries don't necessarily taste nice. And we worked with the um, doctor, somebody called Dr. Bob Boers from the University of Saskatchewan, who's done a lot of research in trying to find cultivars. He, he mixed quite a few cultivars, cross cultivars, trying to find berries that he thought would be particularly tasty and would work from a commercial perspective. So those were some of the first cultivars that we brought over to actually grow in Nova Scotia. We learned a lot about growing these berries on, on a, a small farm initially. And then a couple, probably four years ago now, with some other investors, we bought a large farm, which is a 60-acre 60, 60 farm called Lone Tree oh Farm. Um, initially, um, Simon, my husband, was, was rushing backwards and forwards to Nova Scotia a lot. Um, but now we, we have uh, a wonderful farm manager called Cynthia, who is 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 running the farm on a day to day basis. And all the things that we learned from the small farms, we've now been applying to the large farm. And that's to do with things like how far the rows of berries are are are, are growing. You know, enough space for you know for, for the um. A harvester to get through, but also um, we've been growing them in an all-natural way, learning how to do that. We're working towards organic certification. Um, we we and, and things like uh, we're a bee-friendly farm. We need the bees to pollinate the berries. So it's, we've got our own bees, our own hives, yeah, yeah. And, and, and our own honey. But also we oh, look wow. after oh, the wow. the you know we're very interested in looking after the the wild bees on the farm as well. So that's been a very interesting journey and. and We've done a, a lot of research actually on on how to farm, um, how to you know what the bees do, how the bees pollinate, and so on. It's a very very interesting very interesting part of the journey. So it's not really just about going in and starting. I, I love it how one thing you think, oh yeah, well we want to do this, and this leads you down another path that you really are. You're thinking, well, we're just going to grow these berries. But actually, in order for us to really properly grow these berries and allow them to flourish and do, we need to have those bees around to help us. Well, bees, bees are vital, absolutely are. vital to, to, <laughs> to our food, really. you know, to, yeah. to so many things in, in our lives. So looking after yeah. our bees is, is of prime importance to us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So did you know, did you know at that time about all the health properties and the benefits of the berries themselves? Is that what got you even more excited about growing them. Well, that's what really pulled me in, actually. So uh, Simon was very involved in the, in the farming side and the sort of business side. But I, I got pulled in really a year or two later. I got more pulled in because I started getting very excited about the potential health benefits of the berry as well. And we were also interested in how we could retain those health benefits in products. So the first product that we made was actually a, a juice. I uh, think you've got berries. What do we make? We'll 
squeeze a juice and amazingly the juice actually won best new juice in the world juice awards a couple of years ago which was was great Um, and we made a range of um, grocery products like jam and chutney and ice cream and boy does it make lovely ice cream Um, and 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 you know it actually makes fantastic alcohol as well but I was very interested in 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 how you retain the health benefits which I'll tell you about in a minute but how do you retain the health benefits of the berries and um, we we looked at different drying options there's the the fresh berries of course it would be great to eat fresh berries but there's a very short berry harvest you know we 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 you know you can't eat fresh berries all year round we we so what we do is we freeze them immediately and then we found that freeze drying them was the best way of keeping the the benefits in um and so um that that's what we've been concentrating on more recently which is the the freeze dried powder because you can't you know it's a quick and easy way you want you want to help people have these health benefits or or how you know in in a in an easy way so a teaspoon of um, um, at, we, we make a hundred gram pouch of powder, which contains yes. about eight hundred berries, and that, and you know, you just need a teaspoon a day or one to two teaspoons, and a teaspoon is like a lovely big handful of berries. So it's a quick, easy way if you can't get to your fresh berries, and and also, you know, you don't know how long these fresh berries take to get to us, actually, and you know, a lot of the blueberries come from from far, far away now, you know, across the ocean. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know that these have been frozen immediately and, you know, that, that they have retained m- most of the, you know, the nutritious, you know, the, the nu- nutritious elements of the berry. Yeah. And the taste, the taste and the color as well, because the other, that's the amazing thing, actually, as well as the lovely taste, these berries color everything purple. So kids love it because, um, you know, if you're trying to get your kids to eat porridge in the morning, uh, you know, you put a teaspoon in the porridge and, and, you know, it goes purple. And lots of lots of families actually that we know use it because it, they, they, their kids love it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's lovely. It goes in my smoothies regularly. So, I, and I absolutely love it. It's a wonderful way to, to pack in. You always like those easy wins and it's a really nice way to pack in that extra punch in a teaspoon. So when you talk about your process, did you go through a variety of processes um, before you came up with freeze drying as that was the most efficient way to maintain the, the nutrients? Yeah, we, we tried a process called refractance window drying first, and we did look at some other processes, but freeze drying is the the process that most people use in this situation to to dry the berries and retain the nutrients that you want. Yeah. Okay. And then so you've done so you've got your your powder, you've you've done all of this, you're harvesting them. How long have, how long has the business been going? Remind me? Well, the, we, we started looking at farming back in 2010, but that was on this very small farm. The berries uh, really the, uh, just, you know, the, it takes five years to grow the berries, five, six years to grow the bushes and get the berries out. So our new farm is just, um, you know, the ber- we, we, we get getting our first small harvest now and it'll be a couple of years yet, hopefully next year, the year after. We do, we do um, also buy berries from other other. Um, carefully vetted farms uh, as well um, because we, we haven't got enough of our own at the moment so when you know that's that's important for us as well to support other farmers as well in absolutely India. so yeah. you form sort of a cooperative with other farmers well we, we we have other farmers in in Canada that we're buying from as well yeah 
Yeah. Nice. Moment, oh, that's yeah. really nice. So they all bring it to you in, in on your farm in Nova Scotia. Is that where you do all the processing? No, no, no. We're much too small. We're, we're too small to do that. So we have people that do the processing for us. And then, and then, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So I find this, I'm going on a slight tangent because we will jump back. How do you find someone to do those things for you? What's your, because you, you know, you've started from, I love this. I absolutely love this. You've started from the, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to get into more forestry. And so let's just buy a farm. And, oh, this is a great berry. Well, let's just harvest this berry. And well, when, let's sell this berry. And how are we going to sell it? And now who, how do you, how have you done all of this? How have you come up with these processes to put them in place? And how have you found these people to help you do it? And then we'll get into all the fabulous bits about this amazing berry because you've done a lot of research on it and I'd like to hear talk more about it but how do you do that well I think it's it's like anything else you've got to uh, do a lot of research you know really do a lot of background reading you've got to find the people and then like anything else in life I think it's about personal relationships it's finding the right people that that, that are doing the work in the way you want them to um, making sure that anybody that you're using's got the right accreditation from a food standards food health perspective and so on and just just uh, you know it, it takes time and it's trial and error a bit sometimes and you go down sometimes the wrong way for a while and come back and find other ways of doing things and you know it's 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 been a very steep learning process that that is for sure as and in any small business um you know it's it's you end up doing everything and that one of the fascinating aspects of this is this is the first time uh, simon and i we we've been together for for not not far off from 40 years now, actually. Um, but um, we, we've not worked. This is the first time in the last really couple of years we've been significantly working together. And that's been a wonderful experience as well of seeing other sides of each other that we kind of didn't know, we didn't know existed as well. And yeah, we are we are very much opposite. So I think we, we come in the way we work. And I think, we you know, he's a big picture person. I'm a detail person. And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing we hope, hopefully complement each other. Yeah. Well, sounds like it. And when you say it's no mean feat, I mean, it's even more challenging because you're doing what you're doing, living in the United Kingdom, where your farm and your business is over in Nova Scotia. That is, well, what we've actually made some changes in the last year and a half. So the farm is in Nova Scotia. What we decided to do was to bring the business to to the UK for us to be really more in control of it here. Um, And we did that really a a year and a half ago, something like just over a year and a half ago now that we and we felt that that we 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 wanted to really be able to move it forward in the way that we wanted so the farm is in Nova Scotia now but the rest of the business is is in the UK it's based in the UK anyway yeah right I get that so that makes sense that makes sense so do you only sell here in the United Kingdom do you sell have well, you started here or have you started in Canada what did you how well did you we, do that? we have a new website and we're selling at the moment um, internationally on the website actually um, we have quite a lot of people in Canada the, the berry's better known in Canada actually it's also known uh, it has another name it's known sometimes as a honeyberry in the states so it's also known 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 there uh, but we have people buying from really all all over the world we're also just starting to get into retail in in the uk and a little bit in canada and we uh, also sell sell in bulk and so as i said we're currently only selling um the powder on the website but we are looking at creating uh, several other new products which uh, i 
you know, I can tell you about if you're interested as well. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I would love, so, I'd love, so I'd love to hear about um, robotics. We're interested in, and, and again, it's to do with, partly to do with the science, but but we're interested in, in we're working at the moment with a, with a very interesting tea company to make a Haskap and green tea. Again, looking at the, the potential polyphenols, the, the flavonoids in those two different products. Um, we're looking, we, we have, we, we have, a, we have a, a Haskap juice, a pure juice. So the juice drink that actually won the, 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 the world juice, new juice in the world juice awards was actually, um, 50% juice, 50% water and a, and a tiny bit of natural sugar as well. But, but we had feedback that we, people just wanted 100% pure juice. So that's what we're looking at creating now. It is incredibly strong. You don't need very much of it. You can have a kind of shot. We'd love one day to create a shot actually with, with some other things added, maybe like ginger or turmeric or whatever. But, um, you know, it mixes very now with fizzy water or lemon or lime or, or and it, it makes a very, very lovely drink. Um, mm. uh, and we're also thinking of making a, a breakfast topping, actually, because we put so, so um, Simon and I um, have, um, we have oats every morning, either um, as porridge or as soaked oats, you know, overnight oats, often, often with flax and chia and hascap and, and some fruit on top. Um, and, um, you know, it just goes so beautifully with those elements. So we're, we're just thinking about making an actual breakfast, an actual breakfast topping that you could just, you know, put, put, put a few elements together maybe and have a think about that exciting that's really exciting that you're doing all those things and I know that Linda Sims who introduced me to you is going to go completely kooky because she's a green tea fanatic Mm -hmm. hands down I mean she loves it herself she loves to to have her clients drink it as well because there's so many amazing benefits to green tea so doubling up with Haskap Berry is going to be even better so we should delve into the benefits of the berry itself because it's really not, it's all nice talking about what you've done and how you've created this business, which is amazing. But actually, you've done it because of the brilliant products that are contained within this beautiful berry. It's pretty, but it packs a punch. So that's really nice. It's small, but mighty. Uh, so do you want, and you've done a lot of research on it. I can see that you've helped organize various types of research on it but do you want to talk a little bit about the benefits of it first sure absolutely well the interesting um, thing really about the berries is they, they're very high in something called anthocyanins and anthocyanins are these naturally occurring plant pigments that give fruit and vegetables their purple blue and red colors and hascap berries contain i'd say at least four times more anthocyanins than than blueberries and these comparisons are incredibly difficult um, and I, I actually don't really like the comparisons, but they are important to help people understand because yeah. there are so many. You know, when when you make when you look at um, you, you know, different cultivars have got different levels. Depends where they're grown. It depends mm-hmm. on the climate. It depends on the so many factors. But we've actually done some some work in Nova Scotia comparing Nova Scotian blueberries and and berries from our farm. Um, also, you've got to be very careful when you compare fresh weight and dry weight. You know, people. You know, but so I feel very confident. Confident that we can say that we have at least four times more 
anthocyanins and blueberries. And that's because of this amazing color that the berries have. Um, as I said, you know, blueberries are blue on the outside only and they're greeny white on the middle. But our berries have got this double, double purpley blue skin and, and they're red all the way through, crimson all the way through as well. They're also very high in antioxidants. And again, we've been working. Um, so when I, when I sort of became involved, we started working mainly with um, a research initially called Dr. Vasantha Rupa Singh, who's a great guy, um, who's done a lot of work. He's very interested in Haskat berries and he works in the Department of Agriculture in the University of Dalhousie um, in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And he did work um, looking at the antioxidant uh, content as well. And it's got around two, certainly two to three times more antioxidants than blueberries as well. And, and there, there are other um, bioactive compounds in as well, but we felt we wanted to really focus on these anthocyanins. And the anthocyanins have, you know, many, many potential benefits. They have antioxidant benefits, anti-inflammatory benefits. They're neuroprotective, potentially. They're cardioprotective. They're associated with these, with these, with these um, benefits. Uh, and there's a lot of studies out there, mainly epidemiological studies, but some clinical studies as well, um, looking at the positive effects of um, anthocyanins in really the association with them for reducing the risk of chronic diseases. So that's why I became really very interested in this. And I can tell you a little bit, I mean, you know, they're, 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 and a lot of these epidemiological studies are looking at large groups of individuals. So what probably right. the most famous one or one of the ones people have heard of is the Harvard um, nurse, Nurses Health Study, which actually started in the 70s, where I think they took about 100, over 100,000 nurses. And they've been following up that cohort of nurses ever since. And they've taken new cohorts and uh, since. Uh, and they've also got, initially, they had cohorts of, they were originally all female, those, those nurses, they're not now. And they also had cohorts of health professionals, which were male cohorts. And the exciting thing about these studies is they've been following up these people for many, many, you know, 20, 30, 40 years now. Um, and they've been looking at their health outcomes and what they've been eating over that period of time. That's so that, that is exciting. And, and although, um, you know, th th they can be criticized, well, not criticized, but, you know, the perfect study is obviously the double blind clinical study, which of which there, there are some now, and we've, we've been involved in the first one of those that, that we've been eating it for, for HASCAP. Um, but, you know, these studies, the, the epidemiological studies are very exciting because they are so many people and because they people have been followed up for so long. And they've really shown some really interesting associations, such as reduced risk of um, high blood pressure, um, reduced risk of, of having heart attacks, um, reduced risk of cognitive decline, reduced risk of, of, of diabetes, and so on. So it's all to do with associated with reduced, you know, with reducing the risk of these diseases. And there's a lot of very good results, evidence you know, out there now. A very good paper was published um, about a year ago now by um, a group with Dr. Wilhelmina Kalt and Aidan Cassidy um, looking at, uh, you know, what would be the, the ideal daily intake of anthocyanins. And they, they've suggested uh, 50 milligrams of anthocyanins per day would be about the right amount. And our powder has 20 milligrams of anthocyanin per gram. So you only need two and a half grams. So that's not, you know, a, a small teaspoon Brilliant. to get that, that, that amount per day that they believe in. And in fact, um, 
I can quote from their paper when they said it can be safely stated that a daily moderate intake of around 50 milligrams of anthocyanins um, can mitigate the risk of disease and conditions of major socioeconomic importance in the Western world. I mean, they were specifically looking at blueberries and their anthocyanins, but the anthocyanins are you know, relevant to, very relevant to Haskat berries as well. But what we so I got very involved really looking at research. Um, okay. You know, when I got involved initially in the company, I'm involved in, in all sorts of other things as well. Many, but there's very little I'm not involved with actually. So we were looking at research, as I said, on farming. We were looking at commissioning research and working with um, some of the researchers in Nova Scotia and, and more recently in the UK as well. Looking at the nutritional content, trying to understand the nutritional content, trying to understand how best to keep that nutritional content in products if we were going to make products. And um, just to say as well that Simon's background had been in the timber industry, which had been a commodity you know, industry. He was very interested in the idea of making value added products or the way that you can make money in farming is sometimes you have to, you can make more money if you're looking at the value added products rather than maybe the, the, the initial crop as well as how, how to do that. So that's been something he's been very interested in, in looking at. Um, so um, we, we also then... Um, did um, work and commissioned a study with the University of Reading with Professor Claire Williams and Lynn Bell um, on um, looking at the acute effects of Haskat berry on cognition, mood and blood pressure in older adults. And that was a, a, a pilot study, a double-blind crossover study, um, looking at the acute effects of three Haskat berry doses and a sugar match placebo on 20 older adults uh, age 60 to 81 and their results showed some improvements in cognition so that was particularly word recall and recognition and some improvements in diastolic blood pressure with higher doses appearing more effective and and what I would love to do is now go on to to do a, a much larger study obviously uh, clinical research is very expensive so um, it's you know finding the money to do that and finding partners to do that is, is not always easy so I think it's interesting to just think about the cognitive potential cognitive benefits um, and to think about anthocyanins there as well um, that and particularly if you know prevention possible prevention uh, um, with with cognitive decline which I think is very important so we know at the moment according to the World Health Organization that around 50 million people are currently living with dementia around the world and this is a growing growing problem Gosh, how many Say that 50, again? 50 million people are currently wow. living with dementia around the world and it, it's a rapidly growing public health challenge and the the World Health Organization has um, estimated that that's going to grow to around 82 million people in 2030. And, you know, although age is an important risk factor for cognitive decline, there's a lot of work going on at the moment saying it's not an inevitable outcome of, of aging. And research has shown and there's actually one big paper just been published this summer, but, but there's, a, there's a real relationship between several of our lifestyle choices and the development of cognitive decline, including lack of exercise, you know, unhealthy diet, harmful use of alcohol and tobacco and so on and mm -hmm. what I think is very exciting is, is and good news is that we can modify some of these risk factors so and diet is certainly one of the most important risk factors that can be modified and there's sort of growing evidence suggesting that a diet containing anthocyanins may help reduce the risk of this cognitive decline as we age there's one large 
epidemiological study that's often quoted that was published in 2012 that actually looked at cognition and diet in over 16,000 older women who were 70 or older. And the women, it showed that the women who consumed a higher anthocyanin diet from berries had a delay in cognitive aging by up to two and a half years. So that's one very interesting study, but, but a very, even more interesting study recently published by scientists from the Gene Mayer um, USDA Human Nutrition Research Center on aging at Tufts University in Massachusetts showed that older adults who regularly ate higher amounts of anthocyanin-enriched foods, such as berries, had a four-fold reduction in developing Alzheimer's disease and related dementia. So I think that's that's really very exciting. It is incredibly exciting. And it's one of those things that you can you can really eat your way to health which is nicest way to do it and it and it tastes good too i mean that's the those are those real benefits i'm always in as i said before i love the easy wins and as a medical doctor this must be a huge thing for you well, um, certainly, you know, occupational medicine and, you know, the idea of, of helping people to have follow healthy lifestyles whilst at work and in the workplace is a huge potential opportunity for employers. Um, and, you know, looking to, to help your employees, you know, there's a lot of work that's been done from an occupational health perspective, suggesting that employers that can help employees um, to manage stress, to lead a healthier lifestyle, um, that that can actually, you know, reap huge benefits with reduced sickness absence and improved uh, improved attendance, improved improved productivity as well in the workplace. So I think there is this fascinating crossover between all these all these fields that I'm involved in. Abs- absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it. You can see again how everything is interrelated. You know, it all fits together, which is exciting. I didn't mean to distract you because you're you know. Please go on and continue to talk about the amazing benefits and the research. I'm. I would love. You've got a lot of the research on your website. Is all of this stuff on the website? So yes, you can it is. Direct it is. people yes, to that. Yes, yes, yes. I so know you've got all the papers and the the yes, research. Yeah, yeah. So we, we've got an active ingredient page on the website, which is showing you know some of some of the most important research. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty more research going on in in some other areas as well. But we, we were particularly looking, um, you know, at the antioxidant research, the anti-inflammatory research, the neuroprotective research, the cardioprotective research, and also the potential for anthocyanins and HASCAP in, in, in sports nutrition as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's, and- well, if we talk before we go into to talking any more about, because I'd love to discuss more about the sports nutrition research that you're doing there, but there was something we talked a little bit about earlier before we started recording and it, and that is equally exciting and, and, very much related to cognitive health, um, anti-inflammatory properties, and that's um, women and menopause. And that was something that you had briefly touched on and had talked about the benefits of the Haskap berry for women that are going through menopause. Are you just starting to do some research on that? Or have you already got that? You've, you've been working in that more actively or... Well, it is an area that I'm interested in, and we did run in in the hospital. We we ran menopause support groups for staff, and I ran them with with a wonderful menopause nurse specialist called Jan Brocky, um, and we they were incredibly incredibly popular. I mean, over a third of NHS NHS staff are female um, and over fifty, and actually, menopause can really adversely affect you in the workplace in all sorts of yeah. in all sorts of ways. You know, um, if you are uh, you know 
a nurse and um, putting up a, a, a drip for somebody and you suddenly or trying or, or a doctor trying to put in a, a you know a taking blood or putting in a line or doing doing some sort of procedure if you suddenly have a, a hot flush and you get all sweaty uh, for you know it can be it can be very difficult if, if you're um in a, an, an office worker and you are um you know in a room and, and you want to open the window because you're boiling hot and you're, all the rest of your colleagues are cold you know it can cause all sorts of interesting challenges so it was yes. great and, and it was great that it was it was something that was was very much appreciated and we had very good feedback from and so you know i think um we we know that exercise and diet are hugely important uh, for everybody but but particularly important and stress management actually um for for women in in the in perimenopause and postmenopausal period and that, that i think anthocyanins have a really interesting um potential benefit to help us manage um, some some of those, you know, because we know we're we're postmenopausally potentially um, at risk of of more cardiac problems, maybe of of blood pressure going up or putting on weight or of cognitive decline. These are all things that that we worry about. Um, And, you know, so having having a healthy diet is really important. And I think, um, you know, people talk a lot about eating the rainbow, don't they? And the importance of eating the rainbow. And, you know, um, berries are the purple end of that rainbow and we think we have a particularly and you know we i think and anthocyanins i think i think the active ingredient the important active ingredient and we think with hascat berries we've got a particularly exciting berry here which as i said is is very high in anthocyanins to get that that purple your daily your daily purple boost really of of, of anthocyanins which i i think you know it, it can, can hopefully only do good you know it's uh, yeah yeah, well, absolutely. If you've got all of these these knock-on effects, the benefits, and only a teaspoon, you know, I mean, why? It's such a, a nice, easy way, and it tastes good. You know, as part of, as a part of a healthy diet, and, you know, prevention. It's so wonderful to try and prevent health problems if possible. So, you know, I, I always was interested in talking to patients about um, trying to, you know, look at a, a very holistic approach, looking at, you know, stopping smoking, looking at trying to reduce stress, looking at, um, uh, you know, how that what their diet was, and so on. So that was, you know, very important part of of what I, I felt I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. And, and what I would like to do at another time is to talk with you about your work with your patients in lifestyle medicine and how you do encourage them to make these changes in their lives as a, a medical doctor. I know you're not really, you're not practicing now. Is that right? Or are you still practicing? I actually left the uh, hospital um, at, at a year and a half ago now and I'm doing an interesting mixture, mixture of things so I'm doing a, a lot of um, training for doctors and running yes. workshops and giving talks I'm teaching medical students um, and I've set up a, a course for medical students actually in 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 the Technion Medical School in, in Haifa in Israel so that's an, an, another interesting area not in this country um, and um uh, which which is which is again all about their health and well-being, and I think you have to start on this journey, uh, you know, as, as the first term, first term, first semester at medical school to try and help them understand the importance of their health and well-being for them, but also the health and the, how their health and well-being affects the patients in their care as well. And there's yeah lots of evidence to say that that doctors who don't look after their health and well-being find it much harder and are much less effective in helping patients in their care so a doctor that smokes is not going to be very good at helping a patient to stop smoking and and also the stress management side
side of, of medicine, learning, having tools to, to manage stress is, is very important as well. So I'm doing that. And then I'm also doing Haskappa. So I'm doing a sort of por- interesting portfolio career at the moment. It's exciting. It's really exciting. And I really would like to talk to you further about what you're doing, if you're happy to discuss that in another show and make it all about that. Because I think that is so exciting to know that doctors are wanting to learn more about the nutritional aspects and how they can take care of themselves sure, um, as they're sure. going through that. And what we can do as holistic healthcare practitioners to bridge that, form that relationship so we can support you, supporting them, etc. So that's to be continued. But if we jump back to the Haskat Berry and Haskapa, the business and talking about the other properties, I'm going to jump back into what you're doing as far as your research is concerned with uh, nutrition and sports nutrition and athletes and the science behind that. If, is that okay? If we absolutely. Do that? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, so there, um, I guess this, this, I mean, we, we know that anthocyanins have got important antioxidant, anti-inflammatory and vasoactive properties. I mean, one of their very important properties is, is they, they, they dilate arteries, they dilate blood vessels so there can be increased blood flow. It's one of the, one of the, the ways we think they help to, to reduce um, blood pressure. And, and that can really help to mitigate the development of what's called exercise induced oxidative stress and improve exercise performance. And, um, one of the things I haven't told you about the berry is it's also got a very unusual anthocyanin profile. So if you look at blueberries, blueberries have about 25 or so small amounts of different anthos, lots of different anthocyanins. And our berry has actually 85%, approximately 80-85% of one specific anthocyanin called cyanidin-3-glucoside, or we call it C3G for short. So I started getting involved in, in thinking about you know, whether we should be looking at, you know, exercise, um, um, nutrition and, and, you know, the barriers, uh, would, would it be helpful? When I came across a very interesting Japanese paper, which I, I'll just tell you about, 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 about exercise endurance in mice. And they actually took um, two, two groups of mice um, and one group of mice they gave normal food to and the other group of mice they fed C3G, this special anthocyanin called C3G, for 15 days. And they had them swimming. Every, every other day they got them swimming and to improve their exercise um, sort of tolerance, they actually put little weights on their tails when they were swimming. And, and on day 15, they, they actually had them swimming to, to exhaustion. And what they found was that the group that had had the C3G in their diet for the previous 15 days actually swam for 60% longer than the group that hadn't had the C3G in their diet. So this really got me thinking. And there were also a lot of other benefits as well. They showed that the, the group that had had the C3G had lower lactate levels and they had increased um, body mass and they also had more mitochondria in their skeletal muscle cells. And mitochondria, I really like the powerhouse of the cell. So more mitochondria is, is, a, is a good thing when you're exercising. And they also looked at the mechanisms behind that, which I, which I won't go into now. So we started, we thought, you know what, we really want to 
look at this. So we've started working um, with with a team in Northumbria University looking at exercise endurance um, in, um, in in athletes, and we finished um, a small pilot study which did show some very exciting results um, with exercise endurance. And we were just about to start a large full size study when unfortunately the coronavirus came along and it's been put on hold. But we're hoping that it's going to start going very soon in the autumn. So we're um, and interestingly, we've had quite a few people uh, who've bought the powder have told us um, anecdotally that they really find that it helps them with exercise. Um, you know, we've had a couple of runners say that it's improved. They feel it's improved things. We've had a weightlifter tell us it's improved. They feel it's improved their exercise endurance. So, you know, um, I'm very, very excited to see, you know, see that the, the results, um, you know, of, of n- nothing's been published yet, but very excited to, you know, continue the study. Yeah. And is this going to be with, this is with professional athletes that you'll be doing this research on? No, we're doing it. We're actually doing it with the the department of the university in Northumbria is that they they use their students, you know, their student athletes um, that that, that we're doing it on to to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you can start that bit and then get into informed sport and and exactly. Yes. Okay. I get you. So all of this and one little berry and doing all of these things. What haven't we talked about so far with regards to what you're doing? Um, we've talked about the products. We've talked about how you you started the business, which is really interesting, how it all came to be, um, the health benefits. What else would you like to d- discuss about it right now? Um well, I think it's um, you know it's 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 just a fascinating again for me this is just such a, a huge learning curve and mm-hmm. uh, very steep um, and it's just a fascinating area to get into. How do you promote you know the marketing uh, the marketing of this and, and how do you promote a berry that isn't an easy name has cap is not necessarily Hascap. It's not necessarily the company's Hascap, but it's not an easy name. The, the, the benefit of, of uh, is, is from something else, which is not an easy name, which is anthocyanins, uh, <laughs> not another easy name. So we've been, we've been sort of challenged. It's been a fascinating challenge, how to get, how to get our message across, how to help people understand the name. But there's a lot of other names that people have managed to learn over the years, like, you know, quinoa yeah. and acai and, and so on. Um, so uh, hopefully, you know, um, we, with the, we've can just get out there and 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 spread the word that's the that's the exciting challenge for us going going forward yeah yeah well i absolutely people so many people still say quinoa so many different ways they don't know what you know but it doesn't matter they still know that it's it's got so many benefits to it so i know it'll be the same with the huscat berry and there's no doubt and it tastes so nice uh, so that's always an added benefit for sure i can't wait to see what the juice is like that will be fantastic so you are you're selling online and you said you're starting to get into some stores here in the UK yes right? yes 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 and we're, we're selling on on Amazon now as well oh, great. Um, so we're, it's available on Amazon and um, it's available through the natural dispensary f- for nutritionists as well because okay. that's yeah. somewhere they often um, buy their products so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a real good go-to and um, so what and you're on Instagram yeah Instagram Facebook so on yeah yeah yeah, yeah can't really do any events right now because of, of COVID again, that always puts forth these challenges for sure. Well, we're actually uh, uh, talking with that uh, with our, our uh, with PR actually about doing some online events. So it is possible to do some interesting work. So, so watch this space. We'll let you know all about that. 
Oh, Brill. Oh, Brill. I would love that. Well, we we should talk about that because, um, you know, there, there are various events that I'll be involved with. Um, I'm organizing one next March, and that's more about gut health, but that's that. All right, then. I, I like to ask everyone this on my shows because I just think it's a nice thing to do. And although you've been on here and we've talked about the product and talked about how amazing it is and what you're doing, what you and Simon have done together, which is uh, fantastic. What can I do to help you or what can we as uh, listeners do to help and support you other than the obvious things? But is there anything in particular? Well, I just think getting the name out there would be fantastic just to talk to people and just say, have you heard of this berry, this very interesting new berry called a Haskat berry? Um, you know, have, have a look at the have a look at the website, try and just get the name out. That would just be fantastic. We'd very okay. much appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Not a problem. Those are easy things. Those are really, you're doing all the hard work, really. <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, and, and, and obviously, I mean, Simon's the business, you know, he's the business person. I'm, I'm, I'm the research person. So yes, yeah. Yeah, then you are a perfect team. So, all right then. Well, I guess if there's nothing else that you would like to talk about, we'll leave it there for right now. And until next time, I really uh, can't wait to see how the business grows and how you get the word out there. And we'll certainly uh, talk about it with various colleagues and let them know. But uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know you are busy. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you today. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, having me on. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Until next time. That'd be great. Lovely. Okay. Bye-bye now. Well, folks, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed sitting in and listening in to Evie share her story about this amazing berry and to hear more about how she and Simon started this business, as well as the research that she has to substantiate the nutritional benefits and values of such an amazing plant that I had never even heard of. So I'll be sure and provide all the links on the show notes. There's a substantial amount of research that Evie and Simon provide on the website. You can also find them on the various social media platforms. If you have any questions for me about this beautiful berry, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. I am happy to talk with you about it further. I would definitely recommend that you try it out for yourself and that you get your clients to try it as well. Now then, there are a couple of other things that I'm going to talk to you about. And one of them, of course, is you've got to bounce off to feel good. You know, I cannot help but talk about that wonderful Belican. I absolutely love it. It is improving my fitness. There is plenty of research to show the benefits of rebounding. And it's even better now because as the weather starts to turn on us and you want to maintain your fitness, it's a great way to work on that. So if you'd like some more details, I am delighted to say that I am an affiliate with this wonderful organization. I'll provide a link in the show notes as well, but do get in touch with me and I'm happy to share any information or talk with you about this wonderful product. I'd also like to remind you that the event we were having this month has been rescheduled to March 2021. Anita Beardsley and I are delighted to say that we are organizing the event, The Multifaceted Effect of Gut Health. We are thrilled to say that Dr. Alan Desmond, Dr. Elizabeth Phillips, sports medicine physio Claire Sinton, and Dr. Caroline Gilmartin are going to be joining us. So be sure and put the 27th of March in your diary, and we will be sure to update you with more details over the next few months. 
I'd also like to say how much I really appreciate everyone's support. I am so grateful to those of you who have shared my podcasts and to those of you who continue to give me ideas on people to bring on the show. It's always really appreciated. I'd like to remind you to please share this with other people that you think will find it of benefit. And don't forget to subscribe. And to those of you who haven't given me a review yet, please do so. We continue to be in the midst of an extraordinary time in our lives. There isn't anyone in this world that is not affected by what's going on right now with COVID-19. So I really appreciate your taking time out to sit and listen to the stories that people are sharing with me on a weekly basis. It means so much to me. So thank you again for joining me. And until next time, I'd like to wish you and yours the very best of health. Bye for now. Bye.